following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Gentle Power Radio with your host, Nancy Gentle Boudry. In today's show, Nancy and her amazing guests are here to help you master your thoughts, emotions, and state of being through the practice of being comfortable in the stillness of your inner power. Now, here is Nancy Gentle Boudry. Hello and welcome to Gentle Power Radio, living in a state of grace. I'm your host, Nancy Gentle Boudry, and in this next hour, let's slow our day down and enjoy time together. Fostering the Art of Stillness, Choosing to Harness the Power of Taking Time to Just Be. It is in the stillness, you see, that we reconnect to our source, the oneness of all that is, and interconnectedness we have to all living beings. It is here we foster living in a a bliss-filled life in a state of bliss. To assist me today is Ian Finn, yogi, surfer, and founder of the yoga system called Blissology. Later in the show, he will share his wisdom of what he calls hammock enlightenment and how we can live a life filled with love and happiness. And let's begin, as we always do, with our centering exercise, shall we? So let's get comfortable. See, We want to be able to greet this moment in time with full presence and with a fresh perspective. So we do this quieting time, this exercise together to bring ourselves into this moment and to stop the busyness of our day and concentrate on a moment of being. So just get comfortable in your chair or wherever you may be. If you're driving down the road, take a moment and pull off. I promise it won't take long. If you're a multitasker, stop. Stop the art of doing and join us in the art of being. And just be still. Check in. As you gently close your eyes, check into the body and see if you're comfortable. And move and establish that comfortable position so that your body can relax and release the tension that the body has been carrying all day. And connect to the flow of your breath. First, just notice it. Don't alter it. Just notice how it comes in and how it flows out. Whether you're inhaling or exhaling, just observe, no altering. And encourage the body to relax. If you want to take a deep inhale and a nice exhale, sigh it out. And then just observe the magic 
the magic of our breath for just a moment. And encourage your mind and your body to relax into it and feel its connectedness. Its connectedness to the mind, the body. And with your thought of relaxation, that master thought sends a vibration through the body and encourages the body to relax. You're the master of this vessel. Let go and relax. And imagine all the cells in the body releasing tension on the exhale and inviting rejuvenation, replenishment on the inhale. And in this moment in time, in your here and now, you're choosing to relax. You might even feel the rhythm of your body. It's the vibration, the chi, the prana, whatever you want to call it, the ki, the vital life force energy that flows. Just observe it in full awareness of what's going on inwardly for you. There is no mastery. And let go of perfectionism or analyzation. It's unique to you in this moment in time. And if you don't feel anything, just go with it. The flow of breath. Don't go searching for anything. Just be comfortable with the stillness. Fostering that the body responds to the breath by eliciting a relaxive response throughout. And then settle a little deeper into the support under you. Bring your awareness now to your heart and observe the space that it holds in and around the heart, this region of the body, and consciously choose to connect here. Focus awareness here and out of the head. And take a moment to experience this sensation as you embrace silence for just a moment.
Feel your heart expand, soften, and relax. Feel the lungs gently expanding as it takes in breath, as the entire body is filling with this breath, this vital life force energy to recharge, rejuvenate. You're breathing in the fullness and richness of life. And breathe out anything that no longer serves you. Infuse every cell now with a feeling of happiness, joy, bliss, Whatever word resonates with you, fill your body, mind, and spirit with happiness. What does happiness feel like for you? There's no right answer, folks. Explore that. And if you can't create happiness cellularly right now for yourself, you might need to pull a past image of a happy time. But I don't want you to reside in the past. I merely want you to use it as a reference point to create that feeling throughout in your here and your now. Contentment, acceptance, Happiness, joy, bliss. You're the master. You are choosing to be happy here and now. It's that simple. You don't earn this. You don't have to struggle. You don't have to be guilty or ashamed of feeling or wanting to feel happy. It's your divine right. Hold this thought for yourself. You are choosing to bring happiness to your life. This is very powerful, folks. You are choosing to bring happiness to your life. I want you to gently explore, do you hold programming That happiness is something you earn or get out of life? Or is it something you bring to life? There's no right or wrong answer. No good or bad answer. Just explore that. Release that judgment. You're silent witness to your own life movie for just a moment. Is happiness something you get out of life? Or is it something you bring to life? It is your true nature to be happy. You were born with happiness. It's your divine right. Remember you're a spiritual being in human form. Your source is within you and you are one with your source however you define that. 
And it's our natural state of being to be happy. We must choose to allow it into our hearts and to fill ourselves with this vibration. It is our humanness that tells us otherwise. Choose happiness and feed the mind and the body this thought and allow this vibration, these vibrations, to fill your mental and emotional and ultimately your physical well-being. As we awaken to the power within, we desire to cultivate a mindset that we bring happiness to our present moment. We choose it. And when we bring happiness and we vibrate happiness, then there's a beautiful exchange that occurs because you create and draw happiness to you. Awaken the happiness within in this present moment and release the mindset that life is a struggle and choose to experience happiness right now. Choose to find happiness in all that you do. Be the happiness you desire to experience. And if lower energies, emotions filled with judgment of self or shame or guilt fill you, they act as resistance to allowing this happiness. Let them go, please. Release those belief systems, those programming, and embrace your natural state of being, of choosing to bring happiness to yourself by being happy even in the midst of life challenges, chaos, It is your divine right and your heart's deep, deep desire to experience. So release any darkness and step into the light of happiness and encourage it to flow in and around you right now. Gently and lovingly tell yourself, I know by choosing happiness as my state of being, In my here and now, I can bring light to my immediate surroundings, my community, and affect the world globally. My vibration of bringing happiness to my inner world directly affects the outer world and all living beings around me. So take a moment and imagine sending this out to the world, your beautiful radio tower. And these waves of happiness are leaving you and picked up by all around you. And check in with your heart for just a moment. How does the heart feel in this present moment? As you ask, as you present yourself as a beacon of light, of happiness. With the eyes still closed, gently reconnect your physical surroundings there. Feel your presence wherever you are. 
take a nice breath, eyes still closed. Now before you open the eyes, choose to view life from a lens of inner happiness. Choose and accept your here and now with a full peace of mind in the present moment of contentment and happiness. You are the master. When you're ready, open the eyes with a fresh perspective of happiness. When we come back, we will be joined by blissologist and hammock enlightenment expert, Ian Finn. Stay tuned. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Visit AwakenWithLight.com for information about Nancy's services. If you are under stress or perhaps have a medical condition like chronic pain, high blood pressure, depression, or lack of motivation in your daily life, Nancy can help using energy work such as Reiki, meditation, and wellness techniques. Nancy can create a customized self-discovery program to fit your unique needs. Nancy is also available as a speaker for corporate meditation and presentations and offers classes and workshops online, by phone, and in her studio. Call Nancy today at 484-876-1048. That's 484-876-1048. Or visit awakenwithlight.com to find out more. When is the last time you saw sparkles of life in your day? Each day holds a treasure, the extra in the ordinary. It is too easy to miss them because they're familiar and we take them for granted. If you want to add sparkle to your day, listen to Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels with Dee Lee. She offers a new way to view the world and to discover your own Mighty Gems in daily life. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned into Gentle Power Radio. To reach Nancy Gentle Boudry or her guest on the program today, please call into 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd like, send Nancy an email to nancy at awakenwithlight.com. Now, back to Gentle Power Radio. Welcome back, and I'm Nancy Gentle Boudry. Let me tell you a little bit about my amazing guest before I bring him on. As I mentioned earlier, he is a yogi, surfer, and founder of the yoga system called Blissology. But he also has done some other amazing things. He has trained over 100 Olympians and pro athletes from around the world. His visionary writings on health, happiness, and interconnection have appeared in magazines such as Vogue, in Style and Oprah, Ian is a passionate ocean activist and has started the Blissology Eco Karma Project to raise awareness of the world's most precious but endangered 
coral reefs. Joining me as I, as I welcome my guest, Ian Finn. Ian, welcome to Gentle Power Radio. Thanks for having me. Oh, this is wonderful. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your hammock enlightenment theory? Sure. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that, that started as a really fun project, but uh, there's a deeper side of it also. I mean, I've been studying uh, meditation and yoga philosophy since the late 80s. Mm-hmm. And um, I, we do retreats. We call them Yes Yoga Ecology Surf Retreats in places that have surf and ocean. And awesome. one of those places was Costa Rica. And we do retreats there every year. And every afternoon, I would do the great Latin American tradition of sitting in a hammock. Awesome. And it, it occurred to me, I'm only half joking when I say I think I got closer to enlightenment ever just lying in the hammock than Mm -hmm. I ever did in a meditation hall or even in a yoga studio. I mean, everything that I read about enlightenment was happening. My breath was in a flow, body was relaxed, very engaged in life, but very calm and disassociated also. Um, Life seemed like a miracle. The the light in the trees was incredible. And I just thought, God, why doesn't everyone take, not all day, but just 10 minutes every day and relax and breathe and sit under a tree and our bodies would last longer, our relationships would last longer, and the planet would be doing much better. I agree. Oh, my gosh. I mean, and those cultures where they do take that siesta during the day, I do wish, you know, us Americans would would have something like that, but I don't guess that's going to happen anytime soon. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, mean, I, I did... I did actually live in France for a number of years. I went to university there where things shut down. Um, And it's nice to take a break, but it's really nice to kind of take kind of a mystical break also, meaning where you actually kind of reset the nervous system as well to being very receptive. Um, A break is nice, but actually um, the other great part about the hammock enlightenment is that to put a hammock up, yeah. You need to actually get under a tree. <laughs> yeah, and exactly. So, connect to the nature, um, you know, connect to the outside. Even if you're in an urban environment, you're outside breathing in air. That's it. And, um, and you know, I feel like with enlightenment, it becomes so uh, heady, and we're concerned about the books and the experience of enlightenment, um, how it can be taught to us, but... Um, I just always want to make sure that we make that we recognize nature as the great spiritual portal that it is. Yeah, and you know, just laying in the hammock, you don't have to sit in, you know, in lotus, or you don't have to be in some um, rigid setting, you know, to, yeah. to you know, connect. Well, that's, that's, the other, <laughs> that's the other side of it. Also, as humans, we love making things complicated and hard, and that it needs to have a fancy Sanskrit name and. Um, and meditation was meant to be easy and enjoyable. Yeah. It's it's not this hard work that people think it's meant to be. I think that's actually not doing the movement uh, any justice, and and that's why the image of the hammock is so much easier for people to, for a lot of people who who don't get the benefits of meditation, to be like, oh, that's what I'm supposed to do. Right, right. And I'm sure you're even meditating, I mean, sort of, you know, you've got to be fully present on what you're doing, but you're definitely not doing your to-do list when you're out on the surf and the waves, or you'd be crashing. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> and that's, you, got- and that's, you know, and, and the, the yogic technique there is called samadhi, where you're just completely absorbed in what you are doing. And, you know, as athletes, we know it as slow. And, and that's why sports are so, um, you know, addictive to yeah, people and so yeah. therapeutic. When I teach corporate programs, I talk about you can run and meditate. You can lift weights and meditate. I mean, it's being fully present in your activity and taking your mind off your daily task, you know, the, exactly. the analyzation part of your brain exactly. or something. And, yeah. and, um, and the sports are what really allows us to get that direct feedback. Um, I actually think the original meditators, you know, were hunters because, mm. of, you know, when I look at a, you know, I was just watching a heron hunting for fish, and when I when I see that, I'm just like, that is mindfulness. And um, you know, basically, if we weren't mindful in the forest, we wouldn't eat ancestrally, and um, we've kind of gotten away from that way of living. And so, meditation is just that art of bringing that mindfulness back. And so are sports as well, right? Right. Yeah. No, that is cool. I didn't. Yeah. That's now. When you, I read somewhere, nature appreciation moment. Tell us a little yeah. bit about that. That kind of probably ties in with the hammock. It thought. does tie in with the hammock exactly, and um, and it, it ties in with the conversation we're just having of that. Really, um, the, you know, my when I look at my life, and I can only observe my own life, um, but I think that the biggest. Uh, contributor to my happiness has been the fact that I take time to slow down, to unplug, and, you know, not all day, but 10 minutes just to really relax and breathe and be with nature. Um, Somehow, you know, even in New York, I can do this in Central Park, or if I'm in a hotel room, I can look out, uh, you know, on the 30th floor somewhere at the clouds and just um, allow what I call the transmission of the beautiful to fill you up. Oh, that's awesome. And that's and see that's what we're we're all about is just kind of giving all the listeners, you know, they don't it ha- doesn't have to be a set way. And and this is human behavior. Oh, I can't do that because I work all day. Well, you can right. sit at your desk and you <laughs> or you can take a walk to I'm sure there's you know, on your way to the restroom there's a window, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And and um and and the you know, with the nature appreciation movement, a lot of people mistake what I'm saying as go outside and do exercise in nature, which is great. I really believe that yeah, get on your bike, jog, get get outside and do exercise in nature. Exercise in nature is kind of exercise squared. You know, mm-hmm. you get the benefit of exercise plus nature. But just take time. I mean, a simple, a simple four-word mantra for nature appreciation is to find something beautiful and then just relax and breathe, and observe, and receive. And mm-hmm. it's just that. I feel like there is a vibration to the planet. And it's almost like the planet itself has a tuning fork, and it attunes our heart vibration to it. And um, so it's great to do yoga in yoga studios or meditate in meditation halls, but, you know, the Buddha reached enlightenment under a tree. Yeah, Right. Oh, and I love that analogy. It, you know, it does it, it is a vibration, and and uh, that that to the tuning fork. That what a beautiful, you know, that's exactly what you're, you know, when you're tuning in, you're tuning into that when you're out. Yeah, outdoors. and I and I guess you know my motivation for for highlighting this in my work is one to help 
people who think that they're not spiritual, but actually do take the time to get out in nature. You know, I'm talking to the gardeners and the, yes, uh, these types of people. Uh, you know, people who all of us, all of us are so inspired sitting in, uh, looking out at the ocean, watching the tide change, the sunsets, to really get quiet, to really recognize that as legitimate uh, spiritual activity, and yes. to realize that yes, when you do this, you are a yogi. <laughs> Yeah, right, uh, right. You know, and the and the other part of it is, you know, I, I teach yoga in big cities. I, I see people with their legs behind their head and meditating and trying to be the perfect yogis. But, right. you know, I'm in the Hong Kongs and Tokyos of the world, and I'm asking people, do you ever take time to sit under a tree and be with that energy? And their answer is, well, who has time for this? And I am saying as a yoga teacher that actually I think that is, way more important for your health and happiness and even your body than any yoga pose ever was. I love that. that that's so true because, you know, we're always trying to master something or, you know, yeah. it's like, you know, how about just, you know, there is no mastery on this. It just, this is for your health, you know? Yeah. And I heard, a, I heard a rabbi once who really summed up, you know, this idea of nature appreciation and back to the hammock enlightenment. Um, you know, he said, what if we had to stop pursuing happiness what if we just had to slow down enough for it to catch up? You know, yeah. and, and that's and that's kind of that's it. exactly and, what it is. And if you and if you actually slow down with that great tuning fork um, of nature around you, that's the whole idea I'm talking about. So I'm just trying to make again that distinction from jogging through the forest versus actually stopping and yes. breathing yeah. in the forest air and breathing and taking that. Yep. Yeah. And I, I encourage our listeners to pull that up on um, YouTube. Speaking of that, your TED Talk video um, on hammock enlightenment, and they can just um, – <laughs> that was awesome. I enjoyed it. So you, I just threw in um, – I think you gave me the link, but then somebody else yeah. – um, I think they just throw in YouTube, and they can put your name, E-O-I-N-F-I-N-N, and then TED Talks and probably pull it up. And it was awesome. Yep, or just look up hammock enlightenment. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Th- I'm sure there's nobody it's else so with that stuff. my name. It's kind of a curse. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so, what is blissology exactly? How how did you come up with that name? Um, I was originally a philosophy major. Um, my my goal was to teach the philosophy of happiness, um, and uh, you know, the whole way through school when I when I was in college, all my friends would say, What are you studying? And I, I would tell them, like, actually it's just blissology. It's the art of art and science of happiness. And um, you know, I realized that's kind of uh, you know, what I'm doing. So it actually goes back to my college days and Wow. Uh, yeah. And then and then now it's a little bit of a, a movement and it's you know, it's based in yoga and the idea is to definitely Again, like we've been talking about, use nature as the great spiritual portal to open up. Oh, lovely. And, yeah. and so that is cool. So you've, but my goodness, now, were you, would you say you're, you started, were you, have you always been um, exposed to, you know, this type of thought pattern? Did your parents embrace it? Or did you kind of come into it in college? Where did you, what would you say is like your well, light you know, my, here? My background is I actually grew up in a small town in Canada on a lake. Uh-huh. And I was just constantly surrounded by nature. And um, 
to me, it was just, uh, I, I realized quite early, you know, what my, it was funny, whenever, whenever I was young, my grandmother would always ask me, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? And, um, you know, she always, always hoped I had answer, you know, a fireman or a policeman or other things that four or five-year-olds would answer. Right. And um, <laughs> I always said, I want to be a, a Native American. You know, I just wanted to be out in the forest. And what particularly enthused me was this idea of a great spirit that, um, you know, you don't have to go to Mecca to feel, you don't have to go to any church to feel. The great spirit is everywhere, especially, you know, in places where we haven't paved over yet. And um, and so I realized that getting into philosophy, getting into yoga, I realized my whole life I've been basically trying to answer one question, and that is, what exactly happens when we get quiet and present in the beauty of nature? What happens physiologically? What happens energetically? What happens psychologically? There's huge shifts that happen, and um, culturally, I just hope... As, you know, in our spiritual quest, we don't lose that. Oh, that's awesome. So you really have been pretty much connected since you were, yeah, you've just, and your parents just allowed you to foster that. That's awesome. Yeah, and I that, mean, it's just, it's kind of, you know, just that, that tuning fork of nature is something I heard. And um, the great thing is when you hear this message in nature, I mean, I always say that I, I like to remind people that the word heart starts with here. The first four letters are here. And so there is a calling inside of us, and, and um, nature opens it. And even when you look at it from a classical Eastern philosophy perspective, the idea there is that we need to diminish the ego in order to hear the heart. And basically, when you are outside, you know, if any of the listeners can picture themselves, you know, for a moment on top of a mountain looking out in complete stillness um, in it. Uh, on an ocean overlooking the trees and the and the and the beaches and the changing sunset. Um, the experience that people tell me about when they feel this is calm, peaceful, centered, and the big one is they feel small. And that is it. Nature feels so big and we feel so small and in that process we have completely diminished our ego, which allows this deeper consciousness of the heart to come through. Wow, I really, I could feel that. You know, that that's exactly it. You just, wow, that's pretty powerful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, and as I travel, you know, I talk to a lot of media people. You know, I'll be talking to the health editor at Vogue magazine on, you know, the 20th floor of some building in New York, and there, and we're talking about health tips. And, you know, I'm not trying to tell people about any skin scrub or, um, you know, new facial or, or new yoga technique, I'm just like, this is um, what we need. This is the foundation of health. All these other things keep doing, but the base is to have this relationship with nature. And it's amazing how people um, look at me with this sense of amnesia, of like, oh, my God, I've forgotten this. It yes. seems so simple, but I, I forgot. I, um, and and um, it's great to reignite those fires in people. Well, that is, that's exactly, you know, even that great exercise you just did. It's just that reconnection and reminding that, you know, we're just, because we're just caught up in so much stuff, 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 and more stuff. Yeah, I mean, we did it a little fast. If we had more time, I would love, you know, it's one thing that people can do next time they 
sit down, if you can't actually get outside in nature to actually visualize, um, and it comes back to the nature appreciation moment, um, you know, when we start our, our workshops and seminars, when people introduce themselves, we try to get them not to say what they do for a living, but that's, hi, my name is so-and-so, I'm from such-and-such a town, and this was my last nature appreciation moment. <laughs> the last oh, thing that I, I like saw it. in nature that actually stopped and listened to the words that took my breath away, that made me say, oh, my God, and just listen to those words. I mean, it's a, it's, it's a spiritual portal, as I keep saying over and over again, and to share this, and um, uh, that's, that's huge. That is. Well, the, now, you know, you said it earlier, but now I'm really putting thought with the spiritual portal thing, and I'm getting it now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm getting right. it. Right. Well, you know, um, uh, where I was going originally, actually, is I'd love to do a, an exercise where you actually meditate to think back to that place, and, and you would have a ex- spiritual experience, I think, doing wow. that. And, and the, it really begs the question, you know, what is a spiritual experience? And a friend of mine texted me earlier this year, and she asked, um, how do you define spirituality? And I texted her back, I'm like, in a text message? <laughs> and she said, yeah. I'm like, okay, well, basically, spirituality is the experience of awe, of bliss, of compassion, of presence. Um, and this we know to be real. These are real neurophysiological states of being. And what, you know, what, what it says when we're, we don't know if that's just neurophysiological or if there's an, an invisible realm behind this, if, if there is some invisible energy field that opens us up to have these experiences of awe, joy, bliss, uh, compassion, presence. Um, so what is spirituality? Is that experience and nature opens us up to awe, joy, presence, spirituality, and whether that is whether the natives were right and there is this invisible great spirit that is coming through, whether there is an invisible energy realm or not, we need to feel this. Yeah. So this is to be continued. Let's take a short break. Um, When we come back, Ian will still be with us, and the phone lines will open, (laughs) 888-346-9141. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Visit AwakenWithLight.com for information about Nancy's services. If you are under stress or perhaps have a medical condition like chronic pain, high blood pressure, depression, or lack of motivation in your daily life, Nancy can help using energy work such as Reiki, meditation, and wellness techniques. Nancy can create a customized self-discovery program to fit your unique needs. Nancy is also available as a speaker for corporate meditation and presentations and offers classes and workshops online, by phone, and in her studio. Call Nancy today at 484-876-1048. That's 484-876-1048. Or visit awakenwithlight.com to find out more. Should there be more to your life? Do you need a change? 
Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young will provide empowering commentary each week to encourage you. She will interview successful personalities from movies, television, business, technology, health, and academia. All of them have amazing stories resulting in transformed lives. You will learn how to discover real happiness, financial success, and fulfillment to live your highest purpose. Join her on Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. tuned into gentle power radio to reach nancy gentle boudry or her guest on the program today please call into 1-888-346-9141 that's 1-888-346-9141 if you'd like send nancy an email to nancy at awakenwithlight.com now back to gentle power radio Hello and welcome back. I'm Nancy Gentle Boudry and with Ian Finn. And we're going to just continue our chat on uh, before break where we were talking about spirituality. And uh, Ian brought up during the break um, some some great points about spirituality and, and bringing it really down to earth. You want to expound on that, Ian? Uh, yeah, that's, that's all I say. Don't forget to remind me that's my mission is to bring spirituality down to earth, um, to really feel, um, what, what nature can, uh, do to our, to the message of the heart, to, to stillness, to presence, um, and, and, uh, I guess the flip side of that is to not overly complicate things either. We love, we love complicated. Yep. Exactly, and we're we're so busy trying to weave what is you know, spirituality, and then our perception of religion or dogma or ph- philosophy. It's very quite simple, even just connecting to the awe of nature and and that portal yeah. you're me- mentioning, and and, and just and feeling that allness. You know, people talk about bliss, and you know, I do. I call blissology, and um, you know, sometimes I like to remind people that. I consider bliss an acronym. It's bliss is B L I S S. Bliss uh, means beautiful living is super simple. Mm. Um, and and you know, I'm, I like to I like to simplify rather than complicate. But in the process, it's 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 hard. Um, you know, Steve Jobs wasn't the first person to make an MP3 player, but he just basically tried to strip all the buttons away except for what was really important. You know, one of his phrases he quoted Leonardo da Vinci a lot with, you know, simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're so busy complicating. And that's where I think I was trying to really kind of go with the happiness theme um, at the opening. You know, I, I saw a quote and it said something about, you know, we're so busy trying to get happiness, but we need to bring happiness. And yeah. You know, I was like, whoa, wait a minute, let me really think about this because in order to get happiness, don't we need to bring happiness? I kind of, you know, it's kind of that give and receive kind of the, the flow, the exhale, the inhale. I don't know. It kind of seems... Well, the, the, I mean, the, the, 
for me, for me, the real simple uh, axis that happiness rotates around is on the other side of it is um, tension. Right. Uh, and, and so if you look at anything in the body that causes you tension, it's restricting you from feeling happiness. And it's coming back to that idea that happiness isn't something you find. It's not something you search for. It's what we are at our core. But mm-hmm. what, it get, it's actually something that gets covered up in the model I'm presenting. You know, it's like yes. That, that, that actually think about things that create tension in the body. Anger, fear of judgment, um, stress, feeling like a victim, um, all these things are you know, modern ways that we harden our egos into our body. What tightens? Oh, something right. tightens in your back muscles. Something tightens in your jaw. So your fist tightens when you feel this anger or um, stress or worry or feelings of inadequacy. Um, and even our blood vessels themselves constrict. Um, and really, you know, you know, Alan Watts, I think, said it really well that you can't Bite your own front teeth with your front teeth. And what mm-hmm. that means is you can't, you don't need to find happiness. You are happiness. Just yeah, get the yeah. tension out and it will be there. Mm. Well, that and, is and true. That's, you know, that's, that's to me, you know, I could, we could sit and talk for days and days about the benefits of yoga. But that is the main benefit. And people say, isn't it just, you know, doesn't jogging release the endorphins and all that stuff? And it does. Um, but I just wish at the end of a jog, um, people would lie down <laughs> and relax for five minutes um, and not just get on with their next busy activity. Yeah. So because it allows you to actually decrease tension for a few moments. So you, in yoga, you, so you believe that really does release the tension in the body? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, mm-hmm. mean, I mean, actually, you know, yoga... Is going through this interesting process too. You know, I I, I travel a lot and teach yoga. I'm in a lot of different yoga studios, and you know, this is this is definitely not true of all yoga studios. But in a lot of studios, there's a trend to be like, okay, no one has time to do yoga for an hour and a half anymore. Okay, let's do an hour class. Hmm. Okay, we got to shorten this. Okay, let's just skip to all that relaxation to start at the end, or um, let's just make it two minutes. You know. Yeah. Um, and which is really missing. Um, that the whole purpose, right? Really. Um, yeah, and I love yeah. I love the exercise part of yoga. I love the fitness part of it as well. But I get sad when that gets um, drained out of it. You know, neutered out of it. Yeah. Well, and I think you're you're bringing it really back that it's the whole package. It's not the 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 mere physical part but the spiritual that the the relaxive the connectedness that you're experiencing mm. when you're doing yoga because to me it's the connectedness when you know when I stand in warrior or when you know I mean there's a serious thing going on there even though it's like it's, you know two seconds <laughs> yeah it's just yeah, you know it's there's yeah, a, like, just something serious now I'm not you know I'm not wrapping my leg around the back of my head I'm not and I frankly don't want to <laughs> no. <laughs> so. <laughs> no, I mean, it's. it's I'm, it really I'm just enjoying the moment, man. I'm like, oh, this feels, you know, um, I'm, I'm not doing something. I mean, I'm just, I am doing something, but I'm not doing something, you know. I'm just exactly. kind of enjoying 
Uh, and the key is just, you know, tuning out everybody around you and be in your own world, kind of like. Yeah, you know. yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's very hammockly enlightened. Uh, yeah, you're yeah. It, you know, and, and on the other side of it, you know, is, is I do want people to keep their, you know, what we call the inner fire um, going. We want people to still feel ego drive because I do hear all the time in the yoga rooms, you know, don't have an ego. Yeah. And right. I, right. I, I actually say to myself, you know, or I'd like to remind these people that if you didn't have an ego, you wouldn't have actually got out of bed. Right. You know, you wouldn't eat. Right. You would just think, oh my God, this apple is more important than me. And right. so the point is, it's not about not having an ego. It's just you don't want the ego to create so much tension in your body that it actually blinds you or deafens you from hearing the wisdom that comes of our inner uh, happiness, you know, what I call the wise guide inside. And so a perfect yoga pose is wise, it's sustainable, it's, it's in touch with this deep place of happiness and contentment, but it's also driven as well. And, um, you know, most people, okay, maybe you don't want to get your legs behind the head, but you know, people want to make progress. People go to yoga class to be better at yoga than they were, um, you know, than they were today, yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. Um, no, and, I love that. That's okay, a great analogy. Okay I mean, that, I that puts it. it all. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's, that's the real beautiful dance of yoga. And the, the, the great thing for me, and this is bringing it back to blissology, is once people... Um, get in touch with that in their own bodies, then really all our relationships follow the same pattern. This is how we uh, magnify out that when we find that perfect balance of ego drive with listening to our wise guide inside, our, our inner kindness in our bodies, then we can treat our personal relationships like this, we treat our communities like that, and then we'll start to treat nature in the same way also. Yeah, that's so true. It, it it really does. It comes back and again, keeping it simple. I mean, is that not so simple? I mean, it's like yeah. It, it's I mean, it's 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 simple to understand, um, and then once you get that understanding, it's very hard to bring it to practice. Yes. You know, I'm. Yep. Uh, you know, I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm going. You know, I actually I did your meditation at the start, and I got clear on something also because. Um, you know, we're always questing for more and, 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 um, you know, gotta, mm-hmm. we have to keep expanding any, at any expense. You know, we cannot have the economy shrink. We must keep building. And we start to do this in our own body. And really that's what's not sustainable in bodies. And that's what, not what's sustainable on the planet also. And as I was doing your meditation at the start of practice, uh, at the start of our conversation, I was thinking about hammock enlightenment and, um, you know, I, I, six, seven, eight years ago, I was knocking on doors trying to get teaching and seminar gigs, and now I feel like I could cologne myself five times and fill up every weekend, and it's kind of like, when is enough enough? And, you know, we've been having a big debate in our family. Do I go to London soon and teach, and it'll be right after a trip to Australia? And I just really got clear and just went, why am I, why am I doing this? Why am I that? doing this? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, so even, so even, and... These are all things I learned in yoga poses about how, you know what, if I push it too hard, my back or shoulder doesn't feel good tomorrow. And um, so even though it's a simple concept, 
that ability to really listen and not just get um, taken over by almost like this alien presence yes. um, yep. that says, keep, you know, greed, keep having more, um, keep expanding your empire. It's tricky. Yeah. And see, you're so passionate. You want to keep driving because you want to get the message out. You're passionate about your message. Okay, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. So now you got this mixed message because, you know, that's kind of a good thing. You know, you want to get the message out there. But what's enough and when's enough enough? What's the balance? You know, Mm -hmm. and that's very hard because that's exactly, I mean, that same thing. And it can come very masked because that whole thing, you know, you're saying, oh, yeah, I got to get, oh, I'm so passionate. I got another, you know, speaking gig. And and then exactly. meanwhile, your, and your wife recognize. and your child are yes. like, "Hey, Dad, you want to come back home sometime?" Or the health <laughs> you know, you know that's that's what I think is sad is when most people recognize this when they have a health issue, right? Um, right. And and that's when the hammock enlightenment comes, but um, it, which is great. I mean, it's 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 really what heals people in general. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I hope I hope we can get there long before a crisis comes. Yeah. Um, and for our listeners, um, this is all this information on um, or is on Ian's website. Um, it's blissology.com. And uh, you've got any upcoming workshops, retreats uh, going on? Yeah. As a matter of fact, I leave um, next week for Bali. We do our, uh, we spend a couple months over there every year. Um, we're doing. We call our yes retreats yoga, ecology, surf, and actually, this one is a detox edition, and it's really exciting because, um, you know, the idea there is that people make food really complicated, but actually, food should be enjoyable also. In that, dieting doesn't need to be a cerebral punishment, but actually, we need to enjoy our food more, and that's how we uh, get healthy. Anyhow, and then um, we do our teachers training courses, so we have those coming up in um, Bali and then in Santa Cruz later in the fall. Oh, awesome. Um, I do work, I'm doing work in Santa Cruz in November with a medical doctor. Um, we're exploring the chakra system, the endocrine system, and ma- uh, mapping those two systems together. Um, really looking at it in a right brain and left brain way, how the nervous system works. Um, so that's Ooh. in November in Santa Cruz also. It's called Yoga and Mind-Body Medicine. It's all on the website, all- yeah. Yeah, are all these things listed there on your um, events page or of your? Yeah. Uh, great. Definitely. Now, are your surfing and your the the I think you called it a Y. Um, yeah, what was that? The surfing ecosystem. Are those can beginners oh, oh, come? Yes, or? yes. Um, they're yes retreats, yoga, ecology, surf. Yeah. Yes, yoga, ecology, surf. It, can beginners? Do you have to already know how to surf? No, no, most people are beginners, actually. Oh, awesome. And how yeah. about the yoga classes? Are they, are they, you know, do you have to tell, what level do you have to be to, to participate, would you say? Uh, if you can breathe, you're pretty much Awesome. Set. Good. So they're for beginners yeah. as well. So, yeah. so for those listeners that are that you've you've tantalized them now, they can they, they don't have to be intimidated and know how to do yoga and know how to surf. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Awesome. I mean, actually, well, one other thing is we do in Florida every year down in the Keys. We started this last year. Uh, we do one of the retreats like that, and um, it's actually one step further because um, you know, being so connected to nature and the ocean. Um, you know, one thing that I see a lot is that the coral reefs are really disappearing. I mean, one-fifth of them have disappeared 
and the estimates are within 40 years that the coral reefs could be completely oh. wiped out. Oh. Um, so we work with the Coral Restoration Foundation down in Key Largo, and um, last year we raised $30,000. Um, Lemon, the clothing company, helped a lot with that. Um, awesome. We tr- raised enough money to transplant one square kilometer of coral reef. So that's a fun activity that comes up in December. If oh, in want December. Come down and actually roll their sleeves up and and actually um, take care of this great planet. Oh, I love it. Oh, I'm glad you made that plug. So that's in December, folks. Well, it looks like it's time to call it a day here. Ian, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Nancy, for all you do. Uh, it's great that you're uplifting so many people. I salute you. Oh, thank you so much. And again, you can learn more about Ian at blissology.com, folks. So visit that when we get done. Um, join me next week. Uh, I've got uh, yoga instructor, author, and inspirational speaker Taylor Wells, as we'll be talking about using the universal laws of attracting or drawing to you the best life ever. And you will want to tune in for some helpful tools and techniques. Um, until next week, guys. Practice living in awareness, staying connected to your inner power, and do it with grace. Love, light, and blessings to you all. Thank you for joining us for Gentle Power Radio. Nancy Gentle Boudry will be back for another edition next Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We hope to have you back with us next week.